This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen. We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. You might already know that we've done well over 300 episodes over the past seven years. Had a lot of really great conversations, been able to meet some pretty fantastic people. A lot of them have turned into friends over the years. And one problem with having over 300 episodes, though, is that some of them have a tendency to get buried. Today, I'd like to dig up one of those great conversations I had over seven years ago. It's actually the third episode we ever released. Third episode. It's been a long time, right? And When this guest and I originally talked, it was the first time that we got to interact. A lot's happened since then. She's become a good friend. She's written three more books than what we've talked about. Her latest book, by the way, is called The Serving Mindset. She's really passionate about people helping them define their freedom first, helping them with their health, helping them with their career. Uh, she has worked with executives quite a quite a bit along the way. She has been there, done that, and. It is one of my favorite conversations. So I wanted to bring it out. Here is my conversation with my friend, Farnoosh Brock. This is the Happen to Your Career podcast, episode three. Hey, Mark, want to hear something that's awesome for your career? What? Leaving a job without a backup plan. We are so thrilled to have Farnoosh Brock on the show today. Farnoosh Brock was born and raised in Tehran, Iran, after leaving Iran at the age of 11 and living in Turkey for three years, she moved to the United States. She studied electrical engineering and French at university and then entered the corporate world. First, she worked for a startup and then she moved to a large Fortune 100 technology company. In 2011, she left nearly 12 years successful career to start her own media and publishing company, Prolific Living Incorporated. Today, she is a published author, speaker, business coach, podcaster, social media enthusiast, and an expert green juicer. She is passionate about showing you how to define your own freedom in first your health and then your career. She is a multi-passionate entrepreneur that does not believe you need to give up one passion to pursue another. She infuses her love of green juicing, writing, photography, languages, and world travel into her brand and inspires you to pursue your dreams and your creative genius. You can learn more at prolificliving.com. Arnoush, welcome to the show. Hi, Scott. Thank you so much for having me and for that warm introduction. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. And we are excited to have you. I was hoping that you could, off the get-go, share just a little bit more about yourself, both personally and professionally, and help our audience really get to know you. Right. Great. Well, you gave a good introduction. I um, Professionally, I used to be in the corporate world, and uh, uh, that's really, you know, what I used to do. I never, ever dreamt of doing anything differently. And um, then I took a really big radical shift into everything. And in a 2010, just everything changed. I actually just published a blog post about, you know, how changing my beliefs in what's possible changed the direction of my life and my career. And so it was a big transformation. And uh, before that, I was 
very interested in just going up the corporate ladder and becoming successful that way, which was the only way I knew to be successful. And so now I just enjoy, you know, the, the work that I create myself on my own terms. I write books, I create programs that I believe makes a difference. And it's been just a wonderful few years of exploring and self-discovery. So um, I hope that gives you a little bit of an idea. And I love travel. I don't think we mentioned travel in my bio. I'm right now in Toronto, Canada. And uh, I think it's really important to know what you love to do and incorporate that into your work so you make it possible to live the lifestyle that you really love. And that's exactly what we want to talk to you about today, that exploring and self-discovery. I was hoping you could share a little bit about what events and maybe expand on some of those events that started your journey to move into work that matters to you? Good question, Scott. Um, It was actually an event that uh, my husband made me go to. It was at the time called Blog World. It is now called the New Media Expo and it has changed a lot. But in 2010, October 2010, there was this huge event in Las Vegas, one of our favorite cities. And I think he just wanted to go back to Las Vegas. But (laughs) He kept telling me, I have to go to Blogopalooza. (laughs) And I had a little blog at the time. Of course, it was a hobby because I had my corporate job. And um, I thought, you know, I have no business going there. It was very nerve wracking because there was going to be a lot of successful bloggers and just a lot of big players. But we ended up going. And that was the turning point of how I looked at my little blog, in quotations now, and also just um, my work and what's possible. So I remember it was Darren Rouse when he was talking about his story and how he had changed and how he had ended up in this line of work. And um, something about what he said, which was, I stopped looking at my blog as a hobby and I started looking at it as uh, a business. And I think that line alone made me look at everything differently and take what I do a lot more seriously and actually expect it to turn into something. So that was just the beginning. It was just the seed that was planted in my mind. I had no intention of still quitting my day job, but I went home and just that shift in perspective of how I am going to now approach every blog post, every piece of content I create, everything I do on social media differently. And I don't mean as business-like or anything. I just mean take it more seriously than a hobby. So that was the the beginning. And then that led to more and more events. And, you know, one thing leads to another. So then more opportunities opened up. But Blog World was the key event that for me was the change. And then since then, I have been to so many other wonderful events. One of them that I attend yearly is World the World Domination Summit by Chris Gillibo in Portland, Oregon. Yes. And that one is a very, very interesting event. It's unlike any other conference. It's a lot of inspiration, a lot of wonderful speakers. And more than anything, it's just, you know, this community of people that comes together and everyone's excited, so excited about doing the work that they believe is going to make a difference, which was something I was starving for when I was in my corporate job. So, um, and it doesn't have to be a big event. You know, I still enjoy attending small meetups when I travel. You know, it, it can be a group of one or two or three people. So I don't, I, it's not the quantity of people. It's just the type of people you surround yourself with. 
that's going to really lift you higher in the direction you want to move. Now, clearly, events and meeting people have been a big part of your change and your journey. So why, why would you say that is? What are one or two reasons for people listening out there that you know, that's helped you so much? You know, I love that angle. I don't get to speak about that angle. I'm so glad you touched on that. Yes, people and the people I started associating with were a pivotal change in the way I was looking at things. Because when I was in my corporate job, you know, I still, you know, loved my peers, my coworkers, my bosses. I actually had a really good, comfortable job, you know. Um, I wasn't happy on an overall scale, but the people were wonderful. But the way that they perceived work, success, lifestyle was so different from the people I surround myself today. So I think it's really important to, first of all, figure out what you want to do, which in itself can be huge. You know, for me, it took a long time to figure that out. But then to surround yourself with people who share that mindset, who share at least the big um, pillars of that belief system. If you believe you want to have a business that creates freedom in your life versus a lot of money, maybe, you know, sometimes there are trade-offs, then you surround yourself with people who believe the same thing. And so when I was in the corporate world, there was no way I could even have a conversation around what I do. I still can't because they couldn't relate. The people who were there, they have a different mindset and a different lifestyle, different value system. So when I expanded beyond and found, and this is beyond even my friends, because even my friends, even though they weren't in the corporate world, they still didn't really get what I was doing. So you still have to go find the people who can understand it because you're not alone. There are people who are doing these things, who are making these shifts in their lives. One of them, for instance, is um, becoming minimalist. One of my good friends, Joshua Becker, has a wonderful blog, Becoming Minimalist. And that was just the direction he fell into. And he started a blog and the people who embrace that and want to move in that lifestyle can now relate to him. And he has a giant community. So um, I think it's really important to surround yourself with people who get what you're doing and will fiercely support you as you do them. That's huge in your success, especially early on when you have to do so much work to build the foundation. Does that make sense? That absolutely makes sense. I've, I've found such the same thing and mine has been much more recent to say the least in, in my journey, but I, I had the same experience. I went to WDS. I'd completely missed the opportunity to purchase tickets. Uh, long since I found out way too late about this awesome event. And I went down and went to some of the meetups and other pre-events anyways, and I was blown away by exactly what you're talking about. There are so many great people that had a completely different mindset. And that mindset yes. piece is, you know, I don't even know that I realized at the, at the time or until that time that it was so important. I yes. mean, I think I always knew internally, but it just hit me at that same event. So I'm right. so glad you brought that up. Yes. Mindset is important. It's very, very important. And we don't think about it because it's intangible, right? It's not in front of us. So that's very important. I'm so glad you brought that up. So I'm really curious then, in your journey, how have you discovered what your strengths are and what you're really great at? And how did you determine what work really fits your strengths and really excites you? So 
it's not a very clean answer. It's a very messy road. <laughs> All the <laughs> no? good roads are messy. Yeah, a very messy road, right? Um, it wasn't a one, two, three step process. This is how it happened. I realized what my weaknesses are, or rather what my strengths are not. You know, looking at my career and my education even, you know, I went into engineering. I realized that looking back years later after doing it for such a long time, that's not my strength because strength is something that you are very good at doing and you enjoy doing. It's the intersection of skill and passion. That's your strength. That's what makes it really important. If you're just good at it, that's just the skill. You know, you could be good at typing, but hate it. You could be, you know, or you could be passionate at something, but not good at it. So it's not quite a strength. So I looked at my career. I looked at my, this is after my, cha- my change of mindset, right? When you are actually open to looking at things and uh, actually objectively see what's wrong so you can make a change. So um, my weaknesses were that I did not want to have a boss. I did not want to work in a corporate environment. These are all shocking, by the way, <laughs> as I discovered them. I did not want to belong to a corporate organization. I did not want to have a job. I did not want to be an employee. So all of that showed me this is not it. And my strength has to be somewhere else. And that made me move in a direction where I started building something on my own. I realized I have a lot of creativity. I I realized writing is actually one of my strengths, my passions, and something I'm still working at. So it's getting stronger but something I never knew, or creating, creating products, creating services, creating ideas, bringing them to life. Or um, another thing is, you know, having an artistic aspect, what I do, creating, you know, now I do the inspirational posters that I use in my work, or I, uh, you know, help my clients create their different direction in their life. I think all of that is creativity. You know, there's no roadmap for it. And it's not a structured work that I used to do in corporate. So just one by one, discovering my strengths, I think it was through experience to really answer your question, through doing what I did not enjoy and knowing for a fact I don't want to do that anymore. And through um, exploring, like being open to explore. Because since I have quit my job, I have explored a lot of things and some of them haven't really panned out too well you know, as part of the entrepreneurship journey, but I still, I'm so glad I explored it because now I can know for a fact, that's not a piece of work I want to do, you know? So you have to be open to experience and exploring and then being able to look back and actually being able to identify that. Sometimes it's really hard for us to identify it. So that's when you bring maybe an outside perspective, maybe a friend, a mentor, somebody who can tell you, look, this is really what I see that you're good at. And this is something you don't really enjoy so that they can help you move in the right direction. I love that definition. I want to pull that out of there really quick because I think that's important because I meet so many people that struggle with what their strengths are and really identifying that. So I want to put that out there again, what you said, the intersection of skill and passion. And I think that that's really, really important as a, as a definition. It has to have both. So I, I absolutely love that. I've heard a lot of different definitions, but I think that that is one of my favorites. Okay, good. I don't know if I, you know, I made that up. I might have read it, so you can't attribute it to me, but you're welcome to use it. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. 
So I was hoping you could share with us one of the low points in your career. Not everything's been uh, been you know roses and butterflies and ponies and everything for for most people. Can you share with us one of those particularly low points and and what happened and what the events were? I can share many. Yes, I can share many. There have been many low points, uh, but it's a different kind of low point. You know, after you decide, because there has to be a point where you make a decision that this is it, right? There has to be, you know, a click. And um, I don't believe in backup plans. You know, I don't have a backup plan to ever get a job. So um, I think the backup plans don't do your main plan justice. So after you make that point, then you move forward and uh, uh, there is going to be ups and downs, lots of them. So um, it's a different kind of low point because you want to be here. You want to do this. So my first low point was um, as I was resigning from my job for the past few months, I had actually been working on my first product. And your first product is your first baby. So um, I had put a lot of work and heart and soul into it. And, uh, you know, Scott, it did not do well. And I just had a really hard time accepting that, you know, um, it was just a different kind of reaction. And I have learned so much from, you know, why, which we won't get into that. It's not relevant, but um, it was a big blow. And um, because of the timing where I was hoping, okay, I'm going to leave my job now and I have my first product and it's going to be huge success. You know, the things that you make up in your mind. And it's great to be optimistic. You must be optimistic, in fact, to survive. <laughs> but um, but um, I think I, haven't, I didn't have enough experience to, um, you know, to have the foresight how this was going to pan out. And I'm still proud of it. You know, it's a great product. But it just wasn't the right, I didn't hit the right frequency with the people, with the market, and with the timing. So that was very disappointing. And I didn't even know how to handle it because it was so new. It was so different from being disappointed in my job or with my boss. So um, I took some time, you know, I had to change course, start something else, but I took some time to actually, you know, mourn it <laughs> and um, decide this is first of many. It's going to happen. It doesn't mean I am not successful. It just means this particular project at this time was not the success I had planned to be. So again, it goes back to mindset. You have to constantly work on that. You know, how will you, uh, what will you believe about everything that happens to you on this road? You know, so now I look back and I'm so glad I did the product and it has nothing to do with, with you and you being a success or a failure. So as long as you have that, that wall, to not let anything um, touch you or scar you so that you can move forward. It's all part of an experience. You know, yes, it's your baby, but it's not you. It's not a reflection on you. You're learning. This is something you can learn. So um, that was it. That was a low point. And um, I'm very, very fortunate that I have a huge support system in my life. You know, um, not everyone is going to cheer when you take a radical shift in career, but um, you need one or two people, even one, that's going to just stand by your side and they don't even have to say much, but they just support you, right? And they, are, they have your back. And for me, that's my husband. 
But I think it's really important that when you make this decision, it's going to be lonely. And it's possible your family or your, your current friends may just not get it. And, and that's all it is. They just may not get it. They cannot relate. You need to find someone that really gets it. So it's going to make the, all the difference in the world. And for me, it really has. So, um, so that's the combination of, you know, what happened and how I handled it. I moved on. And since then, I've done a lot more things. Some of them have still fallen flat face on the floor and uh, a few of them have picked up. So, you know, it's been good. I love that answer. And thank you for sharing very much. And I love how this is coming together. A couple of things that you've mentioned have really dovetailed throughout the entire interview. So I appreciate that. Many of our guests have mentioned that support system as being so critical. And I couldn't agree more to say the least. And for you, you know, it's it's your husband and you make the point that it doesn't have to be this massive support network of 400 people or anything along those lines. It can be it can be one person. Yes. And I, I think a lot of people don't realize that, that, you know, the power in that. Oh, it's very powerful. I mean, if, if you like Stephen King, I adore him. And um, he um, talks about how his wife is his only support system, you know, and he has had a wonderful story. So if you like an inspirational story, I think um, On Writing is one of my favorite books and it's half memoir. So he talks about that. And of course, he's quite a success. So um, it doesn't have to be a huge system. One person will do. That's perfect. And we'll put that in the show notes. I haven't read that book, but I, a bunch of my family are huge Stephen King fans. So <laughs> I, I will likely check that out. Good. So I wanted to ask you, who has inspired you? Who are some of the people that you've looked to as an example throughout your career? You know, I, I think about that question and, and I get that asked. And I have to tell you, it changes. And it doesn't mean the person that first inspired me is any less inspiring. But I think as you go through this huge shift, for me, it was a huge shift of um, employee to entrepreneur, you, um, you evolve, you grow, and you discover more about yourself. So in every phase, you relate, you relate to different people. So for me, there has been a lot of people who have helped me with changing my belief system and also doing a lot of healing because I was really denying a lot of what I wanted to do to myself for a long time. So there was a lot of resentment and all of that. And you have to go through, for me anyway, the healing. And then there is the motivation, the inspiration. So I'll name a few people. Um, I love Tony Robbins, even though he's loud and in your face. I love him in small bites and I love his message. Of course, I love his story. I go back to every role model's story, where they came from. And for me, if I don't like the person, I don't care if they are the most popular. I just can't relate. So I have to like the person first. Love Stephen King. I, I tend to love authors a lot because I've started reading so much more. Um, I, I adore J.K. Rowling. And her story is beyond, beyond inspirational. Um, I, I love, um, uh, actually, recently, George R.R. R. Martin. Uh, love Game of Thrones and all of his books. But the story. And how he actually became a writer, you know, not having the support or anything. And he's a genius. So just imagining what it was like for people like that to overcome barriers that are so much more than mine. I think it's really inspirational. Um, I also love Byron Katie. 
I think um, she, in terms of the healing work and finding the truth, what's true for you and believing the right things that open you up instead of closing you up. I think the way she puts it is really something I can relate to. And that's another thing. The language and the way that the, your role models communicate, that's really important. Um, Louise Hay is also one of them. And she actually says, I could stand up here on stage and say the same thing as the next speaker. And some of you will relate to me and some of you will relate to the next speaker, even though we are explaining the same thing. So how they talk and communicate, you relate to some people, I relate to others. Those are some of my favorite people. But if you can't relate to them or if it doesn't do it for you, keep looking because there is no shortage of inspirational people out there who are doing amazing things and um, they can inspire you too. That is quite an exhaustive list. That is fantastic. And thank you, for, thank you for sharing. And you and I have that in common, that we both love the stories behind people and their success and what they've done. And that's, that's what inspires me too. And quite frankly, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this show, to be able to provide inspiring stories like yours, because I love your story as well. And I'm excited that uh, we've gotten the opportunity to talk about it today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. So no, there is, there's no shortage of people like that. I can probably send you a more exhaustive list if you want more for your show notes. <laughs> Perfect. That sounds wonderful. We will take it. So I would love it if you could share with us any, any other resources that weren't included in that exhaustive list of authors and, and inspirational people and stories. Are there anything else that have helped you very much on your career path? Um, you know, um, so, so, okay, it's really important to note the inspirational stories uh, and the people are very important, but you still need to make it practical. You know, you're sitting down on a Tuesday afternoon, it's rainy outside, you know, you just need more than inspiration. I get that, right? So I think, again, going back to the support system, I was very fortunate that I found a couple of people from all the meetings and conferences where we could really relate and we were pretty much in the same places in our business. We were all learning, but we had different strengths. So we formed a very small, very small mastermind. And that was one thing that kept me going. Plus the fact that I also uh, took it on myself to educate myself on this new world, Scott. For me, you know, marketing is like, you know, it was a complete strange word. I did not do marketing at Cisco where I worked or um, sales or, or um, online business or uh, list building. And, um, you know, all of that was, it took a while for me to wrap my brain around it. So what was really successful was I was just open to learning, uh, investing in myself. I should have even invested more in the right courses and programs and resources, but I definitely consumed a lot of free information. And there was a lot of that. And I followed people who are more successful who are in this space doing great things. And um, there's a lot of learning that happens. So I think you have to be really open to the learning. It's a combination of learning and doing. You have to be doing something, right? Maybe you're building a blog. Maybe you're going to do freelance work. Maybe you're doing a coaching business. So there is the doing, building that part of your business. And then there is the learning. And I was dividing my time between those. Am I learning or am I doing? And so at the beginning, it's a 
it's a lot of work, you know, and you got to stay with it because once you start to wrap your brain around it and you start to get momentum, you know, whatever you're doing, you're going to get that first client. You're going to get that first customer. You're going to get the readers for your blog and for your email list. So then it's going to get easier and easier and you find your groove. But at the beginning, it's a lot of learning. And if you can find a small support system to where you meet regularly and you can go through each other's projects and help each other with practical information and give each other honest feedback, I think that's a good combination just to keep you busy. And also mind the distractions. You know, sometimes you could distract yourself in the name of learning or just exploring, but it can get out of hand. And then the doing, the building the business and building the content and creating your own stuff can take a back seat. So you're, you're going to find your balance. At the beginning, it's just, you know, a lot of just play and figuring it out. But those are the components that were successful for me. And also a lot of perseverance. You know, just keep, keep at it, right? Uh, it's not easy to write 500 blog posts, right? But I didn't write them in one day. So you just have to build. And, and one more thing I'm going to add, and then I'm going to hand it over to you. <laughs> because I, I um, struggled with this a lot, is um, there's going to be a lot of successful people. You know, once you decide, oh, I'm going to be a blogger, I am going to build my online business, you realize there is so many people who have mega successful such things. And I think it's important to be inspired and learn from them rather than be overwhelmed by their success and think so much less of yourself because you don't see that they have been doing this for a long time. You just see that they are such a huge success right now. So you can't let that discourage you. And um, that's all back to the mindset. So we're back to square one, Scott, and I'm going to give it back to you now. <laughs> yes, we've, so. we've come full circle. And full I, circle. I, I yeah. very much appreciate you pointing that out, too. Uh, you know, I struggle with that at times as well. Looking at uh, just in the case of, you know, podcasting, that's that's something that is fairly new for me. And I look at uh, all of these other folks out there that have had mega success and have outstanding shows. And I think it's really, really easy to become overwhelmed, as you put it, rather than taking inspiration from that and, you know, taking different opportunities to make myself better and not letting, you know, their success over overrun my mindset. So absolutely. I appreciate yes. you pointing that out. I am going to push you just a little bit further though on those resources. You gave us a really good couple of things that tied with the theme that support system back to that and and that mindset. You also mentioned that you spent a lot of time educating yourself. You spent a lot of time learning and you took a number of courses. Any of those that stand out in your mind that you'd be willing to name one or two for us? Yes, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Um, I really enjoyed um, Christine Kane. She is a, a wonderful business coach out of Asheville, North Carolina, actually. And um, she had a course called Uplevel Your Life. I actually mistakenly took Uplevel Your Life. I was thinking I'm signing up for Uplevel Your Business. But funny enough, it turned out really, really well because um, it was a lot about mindset and beliefs and core values and intention setting. And I just love Christine Kane. So I really related to her. And she was uh, teaching the course live. There was um, group coaching calls and a lot of audio programs. I love audio programs. 
I have also uh, listened to Tony Robbins' motivational um, audios. You know, I can't remember the name, but he has a lot of different programs. I think, you know, even just finding some of his audio podcasts online, I think just getting some of that belief system around how Tony approaches goal setting, success, uh, keeping at it, going uh, in the direction you want to go. So Tony Robbins, Christine Kane, and um, and I read a ton and ton of books, especially, um, I, I love fiction. And I actually think it's really important if you're going into a creative field, I think it's really important for your imagination and creativity to read fiction. And I will make a point of sending you the name of these books. So there will be more on your um, show notes. Um, but as far as business books, uh, um, uh, I love Robin Sharma as well. So I haven't read his book yet, the long story, but I haven't. But I follow Robin's work and his video training programs. And I think Robin just hits a different uh, tone. He just, uh, the way he describes uh, success. And I love his use of uh, just, he, he points to different points in time in history, historical figures, and draws from their stories. Robin Sharma one of my favorite figures. Um, and uh, for a while there, I really enjoyed it. Dan Miller, uh, I was building my coaching program. And I think his podcast for people who are struggling with their work and some of his work with 48 Days, that was really inspiring. And um, you're putting me on a spot here, I'm thinking, and I will definitely send you a longer list. But um, there is no shortage of programs out there. I think it's really important Oh, and, and I've taken Cliff Ravenscraft's podcasting course. So if you're interested in podcasting, uh, I had a really good experience with that, learned a lot, and he's still offering that. Uh, but um, I really want to encourage you with all of this to actually go out there and find the people that resonate with you, watch their videos, read their testimonials, read about them and listen to them if possible, and make sure you really like their style and their story because then you're going to get so much more out of it when you connect with the person. So I hope I'm not dodging your question, Scott. Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, in fact, I asked for one or two and you over-delivered and oh, gave us would. four or five. So I, you're off the hook. I, I really appreciate it. Great. You're welcome. I was hoping that you could share with us a little bit about what you're working on right now, what you're excited about, and then share with our audience how they can connect with you and how they can reach you. Okay, great. So at the beginning, when you introduced me so kindly, you mentioned that I don't believe you have to give up one passion versus another. So this is an introduction into why I'm doing so many different things. So I, I just finished um, a year-long project. This was a career product I was working on. It's an audio program that helps frustrated, mainly corporate employees who want to stay and move up the corporate ladder and build successful careers where they are. But they are so frustrated because they don't understand the system, as I didn't at the beginning. They just are spinning their wheels, working harder and harder, which is the worst thing you can do because that's not the answer. And they are not getting the results or getting recognized or noticed by their management. This is a course that I wish I had, but I didn't. So I build it. For people who can crack the code to getting promoted in corporate America or corporate anywhere. And I'm actually really proud of this. This is like, you know, I've worked on this for a year. So we finally launched this. 
And that's at, um, I'll send you the link, but it's at fasttrackpromotion.com slash crack the code. And so this is a product that I really hope changes the way employees and employers actually work together to both be successful instead of sometimes being at semi-war with each other. But, you know, we won't get into that. But um, that's the first one. And now I am turning my attention into my second book. So I, I wrote the Healthy Juicers Bible, which helps people get into juicing, juicing vegetables and fruits. That makes you very healthy. And uh, we have a second contract with the same publishers. And this one is a smoothie book. I told you, totally different, right? And um, so we are uh, working on that and very excited because um, I have been on a health journey myself. And it's very exciting to have this opportunity to share some of that in a book with some fabulous publishers. So those are the two main things going on. I'm also opening my other course, the the last one, for um, people who want to get out of their corporate jobs. You know, this is the course I've been offering a few times. And it's called Smart Exit Blueprint. And the reason I created this course is because when you are, you know, in that um, job, you're frustrated and you know that's not for you. You are meant to do something else and you have no idea how to go about it. You know, there's a lot of wonderful experts out there helping you build a business. But to make that transition from your job, your lifestyle, you know, where you are, to this other side, I think that's just monumental. And there is a right way and a not not so right way to do it. So I help people take that the right steps so they don't lose their sanity or, you know, risk their finances. Everyone has a different path to exiting. So that's coming actually end of September. And we're going to have a great time going through that um, with my new students. So I'll give you all the information. But thank you so much for having me on the show. I am just um, really honored to speak to your listeners and to be a part of your journey with this new podcast for you, Scott. Well, thank you. And thank you for sharing so many things that are just, quite frankly, fantastic advice. And of course, I told you at the beginning that I I love your story. So again, thank you for sharing that too. And we are going to, again, put all of these things into the show notes. We'll get those links from you and our listeners will be able to go to happentoyourcareer.com and be able to find those right on the blog. So I appreciate it again. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Scott. I can't wait to download the rest of the podcast and listen to it. And um, a pleasure to be here with you today. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Happen to Your Career podcast. I really, really appreciate it. And I appreciate you. And guess what? We've got plenty more coming up next week right here on Happen to Your Career. So take a listen to what we've got in store for you next week on the Happen to Your Career podcast. I am a former educator, so I have a background in early childhood education, and my views changed slightly after I had children and started raising them and started looking at careers and uh, world life experiences differently. That's right. All that and plenty more next week. It's here on Happen to Your Career. I will see you next week when the episode releases on Monday. All right. I am out. Adios.